on this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. This episode is an instant classic. And I mean, it's an instant classic. I know I say that all the time, but trust me, this one is good. In fact, I'm not even going to bother to try and tell you what all we talk about. It's a lot of TV. It's a review of some products. It's that. But there's some other things that are of interest, like what on earth is in this big mystery box? It's big. It's huge. You won't believe what you see. And uh, make sure you stick all the way in to the end. I mean, to the end, because something big happens in cheap plugs what let me just tell you it's explosive so make sure you stick for that behind the curtain is going to be extra long because something explosive happened in cheap plugs and hey if you maybe stick around till the very end even after behind the curtain there may be something else special what just you're gonna have to watch i'm telling you this one is good all the way to the end make sure you enjoy <laughs> get ready you're in a good place welcome to the show it's howard blues and v mark kidder work all beverage enjoy time with the friends. triple b well the triple b sucks okay oh, come on whatever man this is beer blues and bs online at beerbluesbs.com Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that says pre-gaming is not a choice, but a way of life. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Well, you know, there, Jake, oh, <clears throat> I'm here, I'm, I'm there, and uh, we're going to do this thing, so I'm... Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, let's, let's do that. How about yourself? How, how are you doing this fine early Friday evening? Uh, you, you know, I, I'm doing all right. Uh, I, I left work early today because I get to spend tomorrow, a, a good chunk of tomorrow in the car. Uh, I'm traveling up to Fort Buford. It is their annual encampment event. So the, they have the sixth infantry out there, um, who will be doing kind of a reenactment, an encampment, and then you have all sorts of demonstrations going on, cannons firing, rifle demonstrations, telegraph, signal corps, laundresses. It, it's a whole plethora of events. And uh, this is my first year attending. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going up there. I was invited by the site supervisor, and I'm going to be documenting it. So I got cameras to take up there, and we're going to get some pictures and photos and all of that. But for me to get there by nine o'clock for the start of this thing, that means I uh, <clears throat> kind of got to be on the road by like five. So it uh, it is going to be an early morning for me. And so I, I do appreciate you uh, being willing and able to hop on and, you know, let us get this show on the road and, uh, I think it's going to be a good one, Kidder. I, I've been I've been reading the run sheet. I think I'm the only one who had stuff on there, so uh, <laughs> I put yeah. some good topics on there. Yeah, <laughs> at least I yeah. hope they're good. Well, they're there, and that's what's going to have to happen, huh? Well, I, I mean, I'm I'm sure you will throw <laughs> some things in there. I mean, I I know I could have put in some stuff about Strange New Worlds because that's still running. We could also talk about the rumors that um, Patrick Stewart is willing to return to the role of Jean-Luc Picard 
for one last next generation movie. So, hey, we might talk about those. Those are some teasers, things that could be coming up. But uh, before we dive into such topics as that, Kidder, I think we got to oh, start we with... Done. Well, I was going to say, it, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's on Tap. So, Kidder, what mm. are you enjoying this evening? Well, had a couple summer shandies, had Bud Light, with, of course, olives, the quintessential element to a tasty light beer. And now, <coughs> I uh, <coughs> was having some chips and salsa before we started, so I'm a bit salty er than normal. <coughs> so, uh, let's see. <laughs> I, could, I could do... I could do that right out of the gate, and uh, you'd appreciate that. But I better have something with a little bit more flavor. So let's let's go with the Surly Brewing Company, and this is brewed and canned by Surly Brewing Company, Minneapolis and Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Now this one. I thought it'd be an Idaho because it has Idaho 7 IPA. The mm. hyper modern. Hyper modern. <clears throat> but this is, again, a Minnesota beer. It's modern, it's hop, and it's flavor. 12 fluid ounces, 7.6% alcohol by volume. <clears throat> and even though they say Minneapolis and Brooklyn Center, they claim that they're from the Twin Cities, which obviously it's not focusing, but you get the point. Oh, right there. There it is. See? Twin Cities. Whatever. Uh, Ball Corporation Aluminum. Look at that. That's that's wonderful. Hmm. The funny thing about this is that they are in Minneapolis, St. Paul, you know, where a substandard hockey team is located. Uh, and then another substandard hockey team located in St. Paul, i.e. the Gophers and the Wild. And they still use the Ball Corporation Aluminum based out of Minneapolis or uh, Denver, Colorado. Are they based out of Denver? I don't know, but they... Have Ball Arena, the home of your Colorado Avalanche. <clears throat> I'm glad I've had a couple uh, pre-game beers before trying this. And I'm glad I've had some chips and salsa to skew the flavor because this is apparently one of those IPAs. And mm, I'm not looking forward to this at all. Holy pine tree. <clears throat> North in the border, eh? <clears throat> I almost spewed. <clears throat> so the initial punch in the face of the of the pine tree and the citrus <clears throat> almost got me. However, I held back. It has 
somewhat of a pleasant flavor, but that's also probably the three prior beers helping me to be able to handle this thing. So I don't know about an official. Hold on. Let me take a second. I'm hoping I can make it through the whole thing. It doesn't make me want to throw up as much as other IPAs. So I'll give it a 1.1. 1. 1. Mm. Not the bottom, mm. but might as well be. Well, uh, Kidder, I, I looked it up because the name sounded really familiar. And I've actually had that beer on the show. It was up back in episode 61. And uh, my rating of it, I didn't give it an actual score. Uh, but I said, I may have to rethink this. I will not enjoy this. <laughs> so, see, I didn't enjoy it. And I knew that uh, when I read that, I'm like, oh, if I didn't enjoy this, <laughs> Kidder's definitely not. Because uh, out of the two of us, I think I tend to be more of the IPA fan. So, um, I, I, I will, as yeah. tease Kidder, my second, second beer of the night will also be an IPA. From the Surly Brewing Company. Yeah. But not my first one. Uh, uh, my first one. I'm glad that you brought up all the salt, Kidder. Because uh, my first uh, beer features salt. Uh, from Golden Road Brewing out of Los Angeles, California. I have a street cart. Lime and salt cerveza. Yeah. Cerveza. For a second, I thought it was going to be one of the like mango carts or whatever carts they have now, but no, that is a street cart, and it's not yep. named Desire. Uh, yep, this is a lager with lime, salt, and natural flavors, made in a facility that processes wheat. I'm telling you that it is more than likely not gluten free. Uh, Twelve fluid ounces. 4.8% alcohol by volume. So that's uh, that's it uh, for any notes, tasting notes, things like that. I didn't look on the spreadsheet, Kidder, to see if we had knocked California off the old uh, state list, but dang, it's worth a shot. Don't smell any of the lime or the salt. So uh, nothing on the old We can always test. call the gubernator. Hey, have have we knocked California off the list? I I don't know. I don't watch your stupid show. Yeah, that's probably the response. Get. Yeah. Hmm. Has an interesting flavor. I do not taste the lime. Nor do I really taste the salt. I mean, it's definitely got a flavor. It's not like, you know, like your your basic your basic ales, you know, like a bush or a Bud Light or like that. But it's far less flavorful than I was expecting. 
I'm going to give this a three, Kidder. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty average. It's not. Well, I mean, three out of five. That's it's an average. It's a. It's a fine beer. Like there's nothing wrong with it, and yet there's nothing that like puts it in the upper echelons of stuff we have had on this show. It, it's right smack dab in the middle for me. So, I, I mean, I'll I'll drink it. I'll enjoy it. But it's not uh, not my usual crazy uh, crazy beer that I have on this show from time to time. So, we'll see what the uh, second beer brings in that uh, in that realm. And uh, on a quick thing, since I saw the spreadsheet up, states. Oh, man, we've had like eight beers from California. So how did you get this number? Of course, you had the beer from California. Yeah. So not one of the states we are uh, missing. We're, we're down to only 14 states left to get. So. We're missing Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, Kansas, Maine, Maryland, Mississippi, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. So, uh, Kidder, I know I'm doing some traveling later. You're doing some traveling later. We have an opportunity here to try and knock some of these uh, off the list. We're going to Arizona. You could maybe get a New Mexico beer. If they have them. That's true. We'll try, folks. No promises. No promises. So, yeah. Have you been uh, checking out, like, any of the coverage of Metallica's world tour? Like, I've seen some videos myself from it and things like that. Have you been checking that stuff out, kid, or are you like, no, man, no spoilers. I want to just go into this concert, not knowing what's coming, enjoy every last second of it. I mean, I know you're going to enjoy every well, last second of it anyway, but like. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no spoilers per se, but I watch a little bit here, a little bit there, pay attention, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. Kind of keep my eyes peeled, as it were. So, do what I can. Track Metallica. <clears throat> but where are you going down this road of Metallica? I No, I was just, just kind of curious. Because I, I, I have known people who, and I've gone to concerts with people where, like, they will look up what songs the artist played like the town or two before to be like, oh, okay, well, I want to know what's on the set list. I, I want to know what I'm going to hear. I tend to be, I, 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 I don't know if it's just a, like a laziness. I don't want to go to that level of work or if it's just a, I like the enjoyment of the surprise when all of a sudden the familiar chords of a favorite song come over and I'm like, yeah, it's playing, you know, I, so I was kind of curious where you fall in that camp, whether you like want to know the, the set list for night one versus night two in advance, or if you're just going to be like enjoying whatever stuff they play in whatever order. 
So that that was kind of where I was getting at. I was just <laughs> curious. I will be in the. I am elated to be watching Metallica. I will be elated to listening to the tracks and have the surprise of what songs are coming up. What what is the next rock and banger that they play? That's where I'm at. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I mean, as I said, that's that's kind of the same camp I'm in. I I like to just let the artists go, however, you know, they're taking it, and just enjoy the fact that I'm getting to see that that particular group, and, and maybe get to hear some of my favorites. So it's, it's always fun. So I haven't been to a concert. In, eesh. I think the last concert that I was at, um, I took my wife to see Pentatonix when they played Fargo. Because she's a big Pentatonix fan. And she just completed nursing school and it felt like a good like treat. Like, hey, congratulations, you, you've, you've done this really difficult thing. And your favorite band, one of your favorite bands is playing in and I can't. Yeah, you call them a band, even though they're, though they're an acapella group. Anyway, they're playing in Fargo. Let's go. We had like nosebleed seats because it was kind of a last minute, like, oh, they're playing Fargo? Okay. Like we were in the back row of the Fargo dome. But we still had fun. Let me let me ask you this, Kidder. When taking in a concert like Metallica, you know, Metallica has a big stage presence. They tend to have these awesome sets. I've seen some of the uh, the Blu-rays of their concerts because I've you know lived with you and you've watched them. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen these, but they tend to have these very elaborate kind of sets and and such. So let me ask: Do you like to be like as close as you can, even though you might not get to see everything, or do you prefer to be a little further back so you can take in the whole spectacle of their uh, their stage presence? Hmm. That's a tough one because I like both. Because the first time I saw Metallica, we were on the rail and mid concert had a conversation with Lars Ulrich. So that was cool. I like that. But then you have a bunch of jag offs around you and a bunch of sweaty, overweight people that may not enjoy Metallica as much as I do. And then they're getting all gross and crowding in on your bubble and making it uncomfortable. And so that part, that part I don't like. <clears throat> now, if I could get an area that's just my area and keep all the dweebs away, it's the, the kidder pit. That would be good. But at the same time, I like seeing the stage and the screen and the pyro and the fire pots and everything. So I think I would just want to be by the soundboard. Why? Because that's the best tuned place in the arena. It's hmm. a good call. And it's good far call. enough back where you can see most of everything. I was going to say that the few real rock concerts that I've been to with you, I, I will agree being by the soundboard 
has been a much better experience than trying to be closer to the front where, you know, you might have some middle schooler tossed into you and kick you in the back of the head. So, yeah. So that's it's one of the, the secrets. We've been to a few shows together <laughs> over the years and you pick up a few tricks like wearing earplugs. Like uh, where to stand to be the guy with the camera, because then people will come up to you and ask for their photo to be taken. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that they will. Especially if you're a guy with camera and a set of credentials, because then people, you know, they don't even really like read the credentials. They just see that that name badge hanging down and. They don't know if you're with a rock, you know, like the radio station or like if you are with the concert, maybe you're getting some like photos of the concert for the band to use for their own promotion and such. People don't know. So, yeah, it's always interesting. (laughs) So, uh, you know, since we're talking music, (laughs) uh, you you, you did some streaming with Mr. Uh, Rude Boy Kyle. Yeah. How about that? Surprise. And, and, the, <laughs> and the audience is like, where the hell is this transition going? Kidder, you didn't, you guys didn't have, because you guys streamed it on both YouTube and Twitch. And uh, we got a copyright claim on that video. And not just one <laughs> or two or three or four. We ended up with nine separate copyright claims on that video. Wow. Like legitimate. Um, uh, you know, they, they were claiming the, the music and such. Um, anyway, uh, one of the well, only one muted of them, it out. But, well, actually, so two things. This is where it gets kind of cool. Uh, the majority of them, I want to say six of them, six of the nine, were all from Russia. And so the video is blocked in Russia. Oh, Can't see it there. Damn it! That's where all of our best fans are. Damn! I it. mean, we, we we do get a couple of views from Russia when I look at the analytics, but um, yeah, we, these we, guys not funny anymore. They take music from Russia. Um, yeah. So six of them were from Russia. One was from Brazil for some reason and then uh wh- there was one other one and i didn't see where that one was from but that's the one that ended up blocking us from all territories so you couldn't find the video uh in the united states uh and here's where the the cool new thing is that youtube is trying and i uh, i applaud it and i did it although it took forever but when you go into to do these copyright claims they're testing it now where you can just mute the song so it leaves the voice um so that uh luckily like i've kind of been cleaning up these copyright claims because man everybody should have the ability to to watch our content um that's like one i cut out which was okay because it was it happened in a section like i just trimmed the whole section out where you got booted from the game it was very early on. You got booted from the game. So you were signing back. So like the majority of like this two minute song was you like re getting onto the game. 
I'm like, well, we can just cut that, you know? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but then I, I, I found the thing where I could just mute the, the song. And so started doing that. It does take a bit longer for it to process the video. And to give you an idea, like I would sit down first thing in the morning and I would choose one and I would say, okay, yeah, mute it. And it would go, okay, great. And it says, this will take a while to process. And it would go all day all into the night. And the next morning I would come in and I could do another one. So I've been like clearing these up one day at a time. <laughs> so that's what's going on there. Um, but I at least got that one that took out the video from all territories gone. So for those of you in the United States, go out and you can uh, you can watch the Mark <laughs> Kidder and Rude Boy Kyle do some trucking. And uh, you know what? get a little bit of harassment from one Howard Blues as he tuned in and wrote a bunch of snarky stuff that was not as funny as it should have been because there was like a three-minute delay between the time I typed it in and, and submitted it and it actually popping up for Kidder. So you would do something funny and I would be like, ha-ha, make a joke about it. And then like three minutes later, it would pop up and it was you kind of like, what? What do you mean by this? I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Let me ask here. What do you guys use um, to do the uh, audio when you guys are gaming together? Are you guys? We were using Discord. So we were uh, just the way that I have the audio routed on my computer. Uh, ran it through in that uh, way. And then the music is one of the internet radio channels that is in the game that you can listen to while you're being a mother trucker. The, the reason I ask is because maybe, Kidder, maybe next time that you guys do this, because I also have Discord and I have an account on Discord, Maybe I need to join in. I don't have to play the game. I'll just be the witty guy making smart-ass remarks as you guys play. Five minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, uh, we'll see. That may happen. Maybe one of these times we'll have to do like a stream with all three of us. You guys can do your trucking and Maybe I'll sit here and paint something and just make comments. I was thinking of a way that we could uh, potentially <clears throat> get that worked out. Because we could do one of these, but the way that uh, this sometimes works, like tonight, Howard's living in, the, in a Godzilla movie. So it's one of those uh, deals. Just Yeah, it, it's actually happening both ways, so... Hopefully that means that on Google's end it'll be fine. It just makes it annoying for the two of us. I mean, one would hope, but at the same time, our track record with this isn't always a hundred percent. That is true. So although that said, I mean, if we were doing it where it was a uh, a stream of that, I mean again on youtube or twitch i think the big thing is that you guys are showing like the gameplay footage you know nobody needs to really see me paint 
<clears throat> That's fine. So even if we pulled up like this, we could just all go to just straight audio and not have a video component. Would be the way to, to maybe do that. So we'll figure it out. We'll talk about it. We'll have my people call your people, call Rude Boy Kyle's people, who will call my people again. You know, it, it all, it all, we'll take care of it. Sounds shady. Mm -hmm. Just, just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Slim shady. Well, can... <laughs> right. Oh, uh, well, I was just, I well, was going to say, Kidder. Uh, hey, on the on the episode that came out tonight, uh, it was a uh, you, you regaled us with the story of you fixing your sewer pump, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I got to do my own unexpected home repair uh, this last weekend. We uh, we decided, you know, for the 4th of July weekend, it was a hot weekend that we would put up the kids' uh, inflatable pool so that they uh, could do some swimming, which is great. So we got it blown up in the garage, and we carried it to the backyard, and I noticed that the it's kind of got, like, three sections that you have to inflate and luckily you just inflate them with uh the shop vac it's, works like a charm but our uh, top layer keeps deflating so it's like oh well, well before the kids get in, yeah it uh it does kind of sucks kind of sucks anyway like it blows Ugh. That's right. Kidder's making the same joke twice. <laughs> that's because that sucks. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, all right. Anyway, so uh, my wife was, we were going to basically feed the kids lunch. Uh, we, we just got the pool filled. I was like, great. Um, I'll, uh, I'll set up the shot back in the backyard and just reinflate the top layer. And I was doing that, got that done, went to go grab something else out of my garage and uh, lefty came out, did not see the extension cord that was running across our deck from our one outlet uh, out to the shop back. She didn't see it. She tripped over it. She's fine. But I kid you not kid her. She didn't just rip the extension cord out of the outlet. She ripped the outlet out of the wall. It was impressive. That's why so, you pick up your feet when you walk. Uh, well, it was kind of up. She should have stepped over it, but she didn't see it. To fight aside the fact that it was like a bright orange cable. She didn't see it. And she thought it was unplugged. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> so I got to make my second trip to Menards that day. Uh, Cause I had to go and I'm like, I got to get stuff. Cause I tried to like, just screw it back in. Well, the whole wood that was screwed into was basically just pulled out. So I had to go get some wood putty and basically patch that up, get that in there. And then um, I also bought just some shims and I put a shim in um, kind of between the siding and kind of the side of this outlet. So that I, I definitely had something to screw into let that dry for a couple of hours and was able to just re-screw the outlet back in 
end all was well, but it was uh, it was not a fun repair that I was expecting to do. Like it threw off, like oh I was going to do this and this and this. Nope, now I'm just going to do this because I can't have this broken outlet exposed. I would have had to have kept that breaker off. So that was fun. That was that was fun. And uh, I just put out some more of those uh, steaks, Kidder, that you recommended to me because the first set that I put out did, in fact, cause the Volds to leave, but they all found new homes elsewhere in my yard. So. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. So they go over there. Yep. Yep. How many did you buy the first round? Uh, four? Four. And I placed them all near where their holds were. And uh, such. But um, today, as Lefty was out with the kids, and I was out with the kids this afternoon, and luckily I had ordered some more, because I was kind of like, eh, I got a couple of spots that I have a sneaking suspicion that they're heading to or hanging out in and sure enough in three of the uh, four places I thought they might end up sure enough there were brand new little tracks through the lawn luckily I just gotten those four and I uh, put them out today and we'll see how that how that goes they may be winning right now but damn it I'll get them out of my yard I actually took one out with the uh, lawnmower the last time I mowed. Really? Mm hmm And sorry, future Howard, but yeah, I caught the little out in my yard, and I just <laughs> maybe just held the lawnmower over him for a couple of seconds, and <clears throat> yeah, got him. <laughs> it wasn't Sunday, was it? Uh, no. No, when did I mow? It's been like over okay, a week. Okay, good. I was... I was thinking then we'd have to have a U2 song in there, so. No. No, it was like a Tuesday. But I think there is an event called Bloody Tuesday, but it's escaping me. But yes. Still battling the voles. I keep at How many did you end up, Kidder? Because you said you put some out in your yard. How, how many did you go with? I have, uh, I guess, technically six, but four of those type that i had uh, suggested for you yeah you also don't have as much landscaping as i do yeah it's a little different just send them out elsewhere well i mean listen i i live in uh, uh and this is gonna sound like a break and i don't mean it to be that way but i live in a neighborhood with a lot of uh people who've lived there a long time and have a lot of money and like i get those little osi flags like all over my neighborhood. Like these are the people who can afford to spray for all that. I wouldn't be surprised if these damn little things just don't have anywhere else to go. They're like, this is like the one safe haven yard we got. Not anymore, you little sons of bitches. I'm working on it. I'll get them kicked out of there. It's a process, you know. Gotta just push them further and further out. On a bright note, those uh these little uh those stake things also supposedly keep snakes out. Which, um, while the snakes might solve the vole, the vole problem, uh, you, you know how I feel about snakes. Yeah, Those but... Things give me the heebie-jeebies. 
but how do they feel about you? That's that's the real question. I don't know. I've never stopped to ask one. Hmm. Never, never stopped to ask them. The only time I ever get close to a snake is if uh, I'm in my car driving down the road and uh, it uh, gets introduced to my tires. Did I ever tell you that story about I was a park ranger, kidder, and hitting a snake? Um, I think that would be a new one. All right. Here's a good one. Probably explains why I wasn't the best park ranger. So, uh, for a summer, I was a, just to catch the audience up, uh, for a summer, I was a park ranger uh, for the National Park Service at Bear Paw Battlefield, which is the last battlefield of the Nez Pierce War of 1877. And uh, it was one of those things of, uh, it's a tiny, tiny <laughs> battlefield, and there is like nothing really around it except farms, land, ranch land. And our office was in the town of Chinook, uh, about 12 miles away. And so, really, we'd only go out there. Uh, we'd send one ranger out there during the day, and they would sit out there for four hours. And for four hours, he would talk to guests. However, more than likely, you spent four hours just sitting in your truck hoping somebody showed up. I mean, you didn't even get radio. This spot was so remote. Um, so it was it was one of those you just kind of prayed for somebody to show up. Anyway, I had one day where this lady called in. She was traveling across Montana. She wanted to go out and see the battlefield, but the way that she was traveling, she wasn't going to make it during the time that we had anybody out there or even have our office open. And so she's like, oh, man, I really want to see this. Is there any way? And, you know, I was living in Chinook alone, didn't have TV, didn't have Internet. You know, I, 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 I could use some entertainment. And so I said, I told her, I said, hey, you know what? If uh, you want to meet me at our office, I gave her the address. I said, I'll uh, I'll drive out and I'll, I'll give you a tour of the site. And so she met me at the office and I took my personal vehicle out and she was following me. And uh, I wasn't in any of my ranger gear, but she's following me out to the battlefield and as I'm going along the road, all of a sudden I see that little, you know, slither on the ground of a snake on the road. And I, I may have swerved slightly into the other lane to get it, but I got it and I hit it. I was like, yeah. And then I realized I'm a, a National Park Service park ranger who just brutally murdered a snake in front of a civilian. You know, park rangers were supposed to be protectors of the wilderness, and I just took this thing out. I don't think she noticed, because she didn't say anything about it when we uh, were walking the battlefield, but I I kind of was like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <clears throat> not, my, uh, not my best moment. I'm almost done with this beer, kidder. I, I'm, I'm sure yours is long gone. Uh, no, I'm having difficulty finishing this <clears throat> because of, <clears throat> you know, it's pine trees. Yeah, pine tree is an acquired taste. <clears throat> Reserved mostly for beavers. <sighs> hey, uh, get her. You, you sent me an interesting story. 
this week. Peter's now like, God, what what interesting story is Howard going to bring up? Because you've sent several. <laughs> uh, but this was one about our alma mater and uh, just a tiny mistake they made. Maybe you posted this one on Facebook and I saw it. But it's a tiny mistake they made when they mailed out some diplomas. So I don't know if you want to cover this or should I? I feel like oh, I've been doing a lot of the talk. You... <clears throat> well, you, you know, it's nice to to have a show where, where you're doing all of the gabbing. Because I think people get tired of listening to me. <laughs> Even when I don't talk. <laughs> so basically... The way that the story goes is people who graduating get their diploma, just like we did. The university hires a third-party company to create these thousands of diplomas, depending on the class each time. Well, apparently this round... As they had uh, been handing out the diplomas to those graduates, people would open it up and go, wait a minute, uh, somewhere between two and 300 people received a diploma that said they had graduated from University of North Dakota, but it had the logo of Florida State University at the top. What? I think it was Florida State. Whatever. It's a Florida University. And they go, that's that's not right. And they go, oh, yeah, sorry. Our company sucks. So we'll fix it. We'll get you a new one. So they send them back or however that works. And then graduates get their brand new one. And they open it up. And they're all excited to see their diploma. And they go, North Dakota State University. My joke and my take on it is that they actually gave it to somebody from NDSU to finish, and that's why it was screwed up. Thank you very much. Uh, or perhaps that because of NDSU's declining enrollment and how they know that people from UND are like doctors and have their master's degrees and are in the top of their flight class in in the world and the highest trained air traffic controllers job market that well they just want you know extra people to up their credentials so then they're not all just um people who like sticking their hands up cows butts. it's necessary however there aren't as many of them as there are air traffic controllers i would i would imagine so there you go. Did did I summarize that well enough for you? Yeah, and uh, you know, yep, you probably earned just a little bit of hate from the NDSU crowd, but uh, you know, that's that's just the way you roll, man. I saw one uh, a photo of a UND graduate who actually thought the whole thing was so funny, and they went out and actually got. A, uh, a hoodie from like the Florida University that they was on their um, diploma just as a haha I went there thing so I mean at least they're making the, the best of it you know 
it is kind of an embarrassing thing. I understand that it was a third party that printed it, but it's still, uh, you know, that's uh, that's kind of sad for both the third party and UND. Which also, Kidder, I don't know if this uh, made you question it, but uh, did you go and check your diploma after this? Like, to make sure that they got it right? Like, I don't know that I've ever actually, like, really looked no. at mine because I think I got it. I'm like, okay, got it. And for the audio listeners, Kidder is shaking his head no. Oh, yes, yes. You can't hear that on the audio version. <laughs> well, here, let me ah. shake my head harder. Don't, don't. You might, you might knock the last screw loose. I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing, but whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to get through this because I want to, I want to try this other beer, but. Uh... You know, I've also been doing a lot of the talking, so. And I would chug it, but, uh, you know, there's some, there seems to be every now and then a little bit of an issue with us and chugging beer. And, uh, Kidder, we're, we're, we're now doing shorts. You know, we've, we have started taking some of the better parts of our show and uh, put releasing them in the short format on YouTube for people to enjoy. And our first one just happened to deal with chugging beer. That was fun to put that one up there. It's gotten some views. Yeah. It's not doing as well as the uh, one I put up of the um, Millennium Falcon burning, which I wish I had video of that thing actually when we set it off. So for those who, who maybe you haven't checked out our shorts, you should. Because um, they're interesting. Uh, my father-in-law had purchased this this firework that was a non-copyright infringing spacecraft, but basically is the Millennium Falcon, and it's a uh, it's actually a nice chunk of plastic and a very very close uh, facsimile. Future Howard will put a photo of it up for people to see. And it, it's it's kind of a fountain, and then it spins. It's a woohoo! And the he had one of these from last year, and so he he set it off, and it like when it started to spin, kidder, it maybe did like two rotations, and then spun off the board we were using, and uh, just sat there, and and went, and then when the firework was done, a little bit later we noticed that it was on fire, and my father-in-law just let it burn. Um, and may or may not have used it to uh, set off a few other fireworks. Um, but anyway, I, I took a video of the burning remains, and that was our first short. And uh, Kidder, he went out and bought a second one that we let off on the 4th of July. It's fun a little bit better. Um, but then he started doing things like he tried to stack it on a, another uh, fountain and see what would happen if he basically blew up the Millennium Falcon, um, which, uh, hey, that video is playing right now. So I haven't sent it to you yet, Kitcher, but you'll enjoy it when you get to see it. So it was kind of like the closest we got to like dangerous firework play. Nothing anywhere close to the amazing display that was JS's uh, giant Roman candle. <laughs> Yeah, we got to see that built, and then 
the video. I mean, that, that should be in fair use by now. Uh, I, I believe it's it's old enough for that it's in fair use for the song. Uh, yes, it it should be. Um, and uh, hey, for those who maybe are wanting to to see it, um, you know what? Stick around, stick around in this episode all the way to the end. Pass behind the curtain. If you don't know what behind the curtain is, shame on you. But stick around, and uh, I may try to screen capture and put up the uh, video of JS's amazing Roman candle because people need to see this thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and hopefully, I might people also go and check be able it out. to just get the original video for you if you really wanted it. Well. He could, but then I'd have to edit in the William Tell Overture. Although I could probably find a version then that's not going to get flagged on YouTube. Maybe we could find the MIDI version. Remember the old 16-bit uh, or something like that? The the MIDI versions? It'd be like... Yeah, they actually have a bunch of uh, stuff on there from like the U.S. Army Band and the U.S. Navy Band and the U.S. Marine Band um, that is available for anybody to use. So I'll just look for the William Tell Overture on that. But uh, yeah, it's quite the video. Uh, Kidder, did you did you I have to ask because I didn't get it. And uh, usually you send me a video. Did you guys blow up a watermelon this year, or did you guys pass on the <clears throat> explosive? I melons? did not attend, mm. so I don't know. They may have. Mm. I did not attend. I had to work the next day, and all the jagoffs oh, in the neighborhood fighting, not firing off their illegal fireworks until God knows when o'clock. As I'm trying to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm. Yeah, I too had to work, and we didn't we didn't stay out too late. Um, mostly because you know kids have bedtimes, so. But it it was amazing to to get out <clears throat> at the. Uh, you know, out of the car at home and just stand on the driveway and you could just hear it echoing everywhere. All of the fireworks being launched throughout the Bismarck Mandan area. It was just crazy. So some Bismarck, they're illegal banned 24, seven, three sixty five banned, not legal. Man, they, they can do whatever. It's like Fallujah over there. They just let it roll. You can blow things up whatever it just we didn't tell you to do it it's up to your own recognizance to figure it out lincoln that's a whole other story it, it's kind of like detroit so you do your own thing out there too and if you go in the county then i mean it's just a free-for-all it's like los angeles you just whatever anywhere in the county just nobody around so you just do whatever you want what what <laughs> what why you laugh? It's very specific, right? It's like here and there, it's, and then like where? 
it is and now i just want like i i want the city of lincoln north dakota to to adopt that as its slogan it's like detroit you know lincoln north dakota it's like detroit <laughs> <laughs> We need to make I that mean, T-shirt before they do. <laughs> we got two weeks I, lead time. We can. <laughs> my my first it, question it, it just to good. you: it just, it, it, Have you ever driven through that town? Have you ever driven through uh, that town? They're going off. Uh, so I have never driven through uh, Lincoln, North Dakota during Fourth of July. I try to avoid driving through Lincoln, North Dakota, not because I have anything really against Lincoln, North Dakota, but there used to be a cop there who I know for 100% certain would have pulled me over as soon as I drove into Lincoln, North Dakota. So I, uh, I completely refused to go through there. And that's a bit of an inside joke. Sorry, that's like a dick. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I, I will say, Kidder, uh, the Mandan one is, is very accurate because, oh yeah, my parents' favorite Fourth of July tradition is they go to Dairy Queen and they they get their blizzards and then they just drive the streets of Mandan and till their blizzards are gone and then they go home and. They have gotten a pretty excellent fireworks show. Uh, they highly recommend the tra uh, the trailer parks because you know you're, you're going to see a lot of fireworks go off. off. The meth tanks. <laughs> well, I was going to say you're going to see a lot of fireworks go off, and you might get to see an ambulance. You know, it's uh, well, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, you got the you got SWAT showing up. The ambulance fire trucks are there. There, there's there's like flashbangs going off. You got you got the damn gas grenades going in there. Like people coming out the roof. All kinds of crazy stuff. I, I'm sure. But my question is, when did your dad get a an armored Humvee or like an MRAP? Because I know that he would not take his vehicle through the streets of Mandan. In the times that it's like Fallujah, ah, I, I, I'm going to say it's not a Humvee, but uh, he, he's willing. But I will also say he's usually armed and willing to return fire. So, well, <laughs> here's the thing: because it, it's like you're getting shot at, but they're just firecrackers and M80s and Roman candles, and so. Is it really threatening your life? Like that's that's kind of the question, right? I mean, it's a gray area. So I I don't know, man. Like I would be more comfortable rolling armored in there. That way, whatever would hit the outside of the vehicle, whether it's the little piddly firecrackers or the under the counter stuff that you apparently can't get with the quotes at the fireworks stands a grenade or if they're actually shooting k's like fallujah 
you're you're good like you don't even have to shoot back just let the rounds ricochet back and take care of it for you You don't even have to do anything it's practically built to take care of the enemy so now i want an mrap thanks howard the last thing i wanted was a bat left and i got that so now i want an mrap look what you did uh you know listen i I tried to give you a backlit, and it apparently was not good enough. So take that for what it is. No, no, no. That's <laughs> that's on the shelf. It's right there. It's it's right the, the baby brother version of the big daddy. <laughs> Sanding off the uh, what? Local. Well, I'm I'm working on the old truck, and uh, just sanding off. They have a the company name on the bottom here for who made the model and i'm just sanding it off <laughs> now why would you do that because you don't want the, them to be blamed for your quality of installation or or what uh no, uh, listen, I'm not one of these model builders who's a purist and everything's got to be right and 100% the right color and things like that. However, when you're, uh, the name of your company is where people are going to actually see it, then, yep, it goes away. So, that's pretty smooth. That'll cover. Okay. Kidder, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for a second round of what's on tap. Are you up for another? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? It'll help me get one beer closer to getting an MRAP. And uh okay. Well while you wonder what the insurance your... is on one of those things. I I, I don't know. Because like even... let's be honest, any anything that runs into it or or against it is going to just completely destroy. It's just gonna be disintegrated. So like I don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> like I'm good on the road. Okay, if you hit this giant thing, you're the one with the problem. Let's be honest. <laughs> At least he's laughing. I, you know, what's I, your second I, I, beverage? Uh, so, so I am uh, a little mistaken, uh, Kidder, because this one actually comes from the Summit Brewing Company and not the Surly brewing company my bad um but uh from the summit brewing company i am having a slugfest juicy ipa and i didn't pick it up because it's an ipa i didn't pick it up because it was summit i picked it up because there's literally a guy punching a shark on the can because that's all it takes to get howard to buy a beer is having a guy Punching a shark on the can. So, uh, all I can tell you, Kidder, is that this was brewed and canned by the Summit Brewing Company of St. Paul, Minnesota. It's a juicy IPA. There is not, and I spent a couple of minutes, Kidder, while I was in my garage at my beer fridge uh, looking. It does not tell me what the alcohol percent is by volume. I have absolutely no idea because i was debating between this one and one that was like an 8.4 percent 
And being that I have to get up early and drive tomorrow, I was like, I'm going to take the lesser of the two. So I'm gambling on this because I don't know. I don't know. But it's less. It's got to be less than eight. I got to believe. Would you like to take a guess of what it is as you smell it? Because I have the answer right here. Uh, let's go like a uh, 5.4%. Very good guess. However, if this were the price is right, you would lose because you're over. It's 4.7% alcohol by volume. 11 grams of carbs in that 12 ounce can and 150 calories an undeniably repeatable IPA. Mm. Well, it, it's got a nice I don't know why it. it's repeatable. Uh, probably because most people find that they can have more than one of these. So it's uh, lighter on the color end, very light on the mm -hmm. malt end, but super heavy in the upper third of the hops category. You're supposed yeah. to serve it between 42 and 47 degrees Fahrenheit in a nonic pint glass, and you're also supposed to refill it often. Uh, maybe that's just because you're dumping it out so often. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it has 38 IBUs and the original gravity of 10 degrees P. We're getting way deeper in this than any other beer we have ever reviewed on this show. Uh, you know, for a, for a beer that comes in a can with a guy punching a shark, it's not that good. It I get the hops. pairs well with cheese, grilled meat, salads, and of course, sausage. I have none of those things down here. Um, I'm not picking up any of the juice. Malted barley, malted wheat, and crystal malt for the different malts. And it's a UK ale yeast, yeast in it. Uh, hops, they use. Seven different types of hops in this stupid thing. That's why it punches you in the face. <laughs> Seven hop types. Why would you do that? Why? Uh, Take off your flannel. Stop. I just breathed out and I can taste the pine. <laughs> like, like, and it's like forest in your mouth. Oh, so what you're really Listen, I usually enjoy a night. Is every breath but... you take, you're making the forest sway in the breeze? <laughs> oh, that's more like every breath I take makes me think I've licked a tree. <clears throat> okay, get her. So, mm, this one's going to be a bit more of a struggle to get through. Um, God, what do I want to even rate this thing? Um, two. Let's just go with two. It's not even worthy of decimal what? points. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why are you rating it that high? Two. Come on now. That's a 
pretty low score. I said I reserve ones for things that are like garbage, like like the that. sunny D vodka seltzer. Mm. Well, that that yeah. deserves less than a one. Let's be honest. I think here. I scored less than a one too. I was just the yeah. first bad. You see thing what I'm came. saying? I mean, there I could is. pull up the old drink sheet and find something I rated a one, but it's I, I reserve that one for stuff that's pretty bad. This is like just barely escapes being like a one point nine, you know. I I judging by that, I would probably rate it about a point negative three. Oh, you would hate this thing. Yep. Oh. I I I can imagine the scent in my head. That's how bad it is. I mean the the scent isn't bad, but like it it's like it's supposed to be with citrus. If it's if the citrus is in there, it's like bitter citrus. It's not like mm, tasty citrus. This is like kind of a like Totally not ripe grapefruit citrus. Oh, okay. Kidder, what are you having? Hopefully it's something better than this. Maybe. Maybe. I was just taking a look on the YouTube while you were dying uh, to see the updated video. Uh, that's a nice thumbnail that you put for that uh, live stream video, too. So some good work. He gave the thumbs up. You couldn't see it, but he gave the old... So, so thanks for that. I'm going with the Surly Brewing Company again. I'm trying it again. So I'm giving them an opportunity for redemption here. This is the Paradise Punch Supreme Tart Ale. See, it yells, Supreme Tart Ale. Again, Surly Brewing Company, Minneapolis and Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Ooda. It's a tart ale with natural flavor added. It's tart, tropical, and refreshing. Refreshing. So let's see. 4.5% alcohol by volume, 12 fluid ounces. There's a look at the side of the can if you're watching the video version. And if you are, thanks for doing that. This one, notably absent, is the Ball Corporation aluminum uh, stamp on there. This one, they are going a little bit um, defunct on that, I sh maybe, or uh, lacking, perhaps. And this was canned a year ago. Great. Cheers. 5-11-22. <laughs> Both of us are just going to take the ride tonight. Oh, boy. A little foam on the top. Look at that, huh? Nice depth of field shot of that head. Have to say, it kind of smells like a beer that had been dumped on the floor with a Jolly Rancher. It's <laughs> the scent isn't isn't that good.
Well, it is tart. But I'm not getting a lot of anything. It's just the tartness. And then maybe a little fruity, fruit taste. <laughs> maybe the IPA you drank before is killing your taste buds. For the audience, yeah. if you're wondering why there's a long pause, Kidder is uh, restarting the KRDM weather stream. The place to go if you working. want weather. Maybe we... Oh, yeah. Yeah. 24-7, 365, even when it's doing the sit and spin thingy. It's there. It's working. And it's on YouTube, and it's even free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't know why it's being ridiculous. Mm. Anyway, uh, this one—I don't know—it's not doing any, not doing anything for me. Flavor, the scent—it's just. It's something to drink, apparently, with alcohol content. So, uh, 1.6 for effort. Well, Kidder, speaking of uh, low ratings and uh, <clears throat> maybe some regrets and not doing it for you, uh, there is a new variation of Coke out. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it is called... Uh, ultimate Coke. So, you know, you and I have had like their Dreamland Coke, their Move. Uh, what was the first one? Space. It was space something. Um, Tastes of like anyways, space. <clears throat> yes. Uh, but there's a new one out in the new gold label. Uh, but it is called Coke Ultimate. Kidder, I uh, I saw a bottle and uh, picked it up and I gave it a try. Uh, I'm going to just go on the record as saying, this is Howard's Hot Take. But this is the worst of the Coke variations they've put out so far. I did not like it. Wow. It was, it what's was. The, what's the reason? You know, it was like a very citrusy Coke. It was like somebody had like mixed like a little bit of orange soda into the Coke. And it's just it. I didn't like it. I didn't like the. I thought they tried the that with the past Coca couple of them. I, you know, but I've always had kind of a different like, I don't know. The what I've tasted out of these, you guys have been a little bit different. But that's that's the best description I can give. It was like a very citrusy Coke. And I just, I didn't care for it. It took me forever to finish it. Um, so I'll, I'll be interested for you to give it a try if you come across it in your travels um, and, and such. But I didn't like it. It was no bueno. Kidder, we, uh, I teased it at the beginning. But, uh, you know, hey, uh, we, we should talk about it because... I didn't let you talk about it in the episode that came out this week. 
But uh, hey, strange new worlds is going on. How, how's the season going? How, how's it doing? We're a couple weeks in now. Yeah, episode four aired last night. So I do have to say, I don't feel these episodes have been as good as the first season. Now, episode three was kind of wonky. And there's some good and some bad. They retconned some of the con history. So I don't really like them screwing around with stuff that's already set. Because then, you know, alternate realities and things like. Eh. Plus, stuff that has already happened in other series that they were working on before this, like Picard Season 2 and Season 3, that's supposed to happen, which makes more sense, but then this happens, and then it doesn't make that make sense, and then it's just confusing for everybody because nothing makes sense anymore, and it just gets, gets ridiculous. So not a huge fan of some of the th the elements uh, that they've uh, gone like where where they have gone with the storylines okay there's so many other places that they could have gone things that could have happened would have been really interesting but they went these certain ways so i'm hoping episodes 5 through 10 because again only 10 episodes season I'm hoping they get better. Uh, on top of it, uh, episode four, that one was a little better. It was better. Uh, that one was actually a throwback and a direct reference to the original pilot of Star Trek. Do you remember the title uh, or anything about that first pilot? I don't know, Kidder. I have uh, I've been on the record on this show once before. I never watched the old Star Trek. Never did. Mm -hmm. Never saw any of that. Um, and, and partially because as a kid, I watched Star Trek the motion picture because I was into the next generation and we checked out Star Trek the motion picture from the library and I watched it. That was my introduction to old Trek and I said, Nope. It, it was enough to turn me off of that that particular series. So I have watched zero seconds of the original series of Star Trek. I have seen the motion picture. I have seen Wrath of Khan. And that is it. Of the original stuff. So... Mm -hmm. There. Mm -hmm. Well, you've seen some, <clears throat> but I was also going along the uh, premise that maybe you've picked things up from various trivia sessions or internet factoids or different things like that. So the original, the pilot 
for Star Trek was called The Cage. That's where Captain Christopher Pike is brought in. Number one, several other characters. I mean, Spock is there, and essentially he's the only character that actually makes the real series because nobody saw the original pilot until it was brought in uh, for other pieces later in the original series. We could go down that. But anyway, uh, this brings back their visit to uh, Tells 4 at the, uh, at the planet. Trying to remember, but anyway, they they re revisualize it essentially for today's technology, make the planet more planetary looking. Best way to describe it. Uh, it's an interesting take and kind of a continuation because it is five years past when that original set of event happened no rigel seven that's the that's the planet rigel seven anyway so i also hinted at this kidder there uh, i saw a post and it was it could have been a clickbait post this is why i'm bringing it to you as the expert in trek but there was a post i saw while scrolling facebook of that a one of these supposed outlets was reporting that Patrick Stewart had said that he was on board to play Picard one more time in a Star Trek, the next generation movie. And I just kind of want to know your, your thoughts yeah. and feelings on this and if it's even true. So uh, apparently due to the immense success season three of Picard, they realized that their first two seasons were immense screw-ups and a giant waste of time. And they, they were like, wait a minute, we could make a movie, a feature-length movie. That would be something, right? Patrick Stewart has uh, apparently on the record said that he would partake in a feature film to wrap up the Picard and TNG storyline, maybe. Uh, my thoughts on it are they should have started thinking about that before they produced the garbage that was season one and season two of Picard. Uh, they should have also started thinking about the future of Star Trek before they went all garbage with seasons one through four of Discovery. And they should have realized that Alex Kurtzman is not the savior of Star Trek, but there are actual people who like Star Trek for what Star Trek can be instead of being just a direct political outcry. Yes, Star Trek can and is will be political, okay? But does it have to be club you head of this is bad. Ugh. It's so obvious. No, it doesn't. 
you can twist stories and make things actually interesting to be palatable. That's what you're supposed to do as writers. Potentially have a social commentary that is informative and insightful, but also interesting. Not, this is my viewpoint. I'm having these people in the storyline because they are this, this, and this, and they identify as Z, Zan, Z, 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 whatever. Uh-uh. No. How about we hire people, whatever they identify as, whatever they look like, how about we uh, hire them as actors because they can act, because they can play the part? Let's do that. It's fine. I said the same thing uh, about Robert April, the character in Strange New Worlds. So in the original series, and the cartoon animated series, Robert April was an old white guy. They recast the current iteration as a younger black guy. I have no problem against that guy. He's a really good actor. But it's not Robert April. They say it is, but it's not. They just wave the wand and it's he's different. At least say, like, oh, he was in an accident and he had mass pigmentation changes in his body due to a an exotic form of radiation. I just solved it for you. This isn't difficult. Uh, I, I don't know. Just, I, I've ne- whatever. Yeah, I, I, I know. And it, it gets tough. And I, I don't know. My take on it is always I hate seeing. I hate seeing that done as a way to pacify certain groups when what I I really think that I'll put it this way and and I'll use James Bond, even though I, I don't feel this way quite about James Bond, but you'll get the idea. Um, You know, James Bond has traditionally been played by a white actor. That's fine. You know, uh, but I I sometimes think it's more insulting to then say, well, we got to now have a black James Bond because we have to have a black James Bond instead of going, let's create a really cool black spy character. You know, I I would much rather see you create something like uh, Denzel Washington's The Equalizer. I don't know if you've seen those movies. I've seen the first one. It was fantastic. Very good. You know, I would rather see them, and even that, you know, was a a remake of a, I believe, an old TV show. But I am still okay with this idea, and and the point I'm trying to get is, I'd rather see you create new, cool characters that celebrate that as part of why, like, Black Panther worked so well. was because instead of trying to race swap a character... Or gender swap a character. You just made a cool character. And I know Black Panther is existing in the comics. I'm just saying, like you, you embraced an existing character. You made it cool, and that's that's how I feel about it. I, I would much rather you create something cool. Now that said, James Bond, like, I would have loved if um, Idris Elba had played Bond. I think he would have been fantastic as a Bond. 
but that I, I just using it as an example. So that's my general take on it, especially when you get into some of these like really well established, like if you are all of a sudden to, to race swap Picard, that would be a little weird. And I would instead say, no, create your own new captain. You know, don't, don't give me a, a swap on Picard. Give me another like Cisco. That makes sense. I was talking through the IPA. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I feel the same way, right? Why do you need to reimagine these characters? Why can't you have a different admiral? The actor's fantastic. Does it matter that he's specifically Robert April? Or can't we have somebody who fits a an established part there? Uh, with James Bond, I could see any person essentially of any race or gender playing that character just because it's a 007 identifier you are agent 007 but as somebody coming in playing howard blues well they're four feet eight bald and don't have glasses and they can't grow a beard that's not Howard Blues. No matter what color their skin is, that is not Howard <laughs> Blues. Right? <laughs> so, right. Now, if they came I, in, I and think they we're agreeing. I mean, anybody who looks like a gnome would, would fit that part. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're agreeing on, on the principle. I think you put it a little bit better than I did. But yeah, it's. It's the, I'd rather see them create something new that gives them new outlets than just rehash the same thing. It's some of it, Kidder, and I, you brought it up with talking about Star Trek, and I'll, I'll tie it into Star Wars. Star Wars, with its recent offerings, has kind of been going through kind of the same stuff where it's, it's all got to tie in to the Skywalker saga, and it's we haven't been going out necessarily getting the best people who absolutely love star Wars. It's part of why the Mandalorian worked so well was you put John Favreau and gosh, I can never remember if his name is Dan or Dave Filoni. I just know his last name is Filoni, but these guys sit and debate star Wars. And as of course, then the Mandalorian works and is, awesome because these are people who love the original material so i think that's that's kind of where it falls with some of these is you got to find those those people who want to do the right thing and I, I think even marvel has been going through this a little bit with some of theirs this this last generation of films i think that they they had filmmakers who wanted to do their thing and weren't necessarily fans so I think that you're seeing that kind of dialed back. I know with Star Wars that they finally said, hey, we're not going to put out a movie every year. We're going to tell the right movie, you know, on the right story. So I, I think we're seeing some shift, at least in the Star Wars universe. So mm -hmm. that's why season three of Picard was such a hit because the showrunner who came on He's a huge fan 
of Star Trek legend. He knows the lore of Star Trek. I shouldn't use lore because, you know, that's Data's evil brother and is brought up in season <laughs> three. <clears throat> but still, right? He understands the character of P Patrick Stewart's character, Jean-Luc Picard. He understands the dynamic of the crew and what it means. You know, even with Picard being that much older, 25 years older since the last time we saw him in a movie, the whole cast is that much older. We don't have to specifically have a, well, they're sitting on the bridge and they're pushing the buttons on the console and let's go on to the planet of the week. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You can still have an interesting plot and make it an adventure. But they screwed up season one. Oh, the Romulans are taking over, and they're they got a secret mole in Starfleet, and and then they're gonna fight the Federation, even though they were allies in the Dominion War, and then the Borg are involved because well, it's, it's the Borg, and they gotta be around because Picard's here. Which, to my thought on it, uh, the Borg did not need to come up again in season three. That twist was like boring to me. Eh. Uh, and then season two, oh, let's go back in time. And then the one of the most interesting characters they had. I'm gonna stay back. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang here in 2025 or four 2024. Really? You know the whole like anti-time thing, the policies about not screwing with the timeline. Eh, whatever. Even on top of that, it was basically. Star Trek four was season two. I mean, it wasn't exactly Star Trek four, but there are so many elements brought in. It was like 80% Star Trek four. So they might as well brought the lady back to the future. Bring her forward because Cristobal Rios would have been a much interest, more interesting character to continue on the stargazer in 2401 and and i, I mean uh the uh, the captain in season 3 Liam Shaw was very interesting as well and there could have been a series with him and the rest of them but i could share a spoiler with you I know you won't ever see it, so I could share it. But maybe for those watching or listening, they're interested in seeing or hearing uh, the series. And so I will not share that spoiler so you get to watch for yourself. Kinder, I, um, I've started watching a new show. I, by new, new to me, it, it's, an old, it's an older show. Um, one of my things that I've always watched since I was a kid um, are I love a good courtroom drama. In, in fact, it, I used to watch them so much, my dad honestly thought I should be a lawyer. And I don't like the competitiveness of 
like law, like I wouldn't have liked that part of it. But I, I do enjoy a good courtroom drama, and so I, I tried one, and it's one that I've seen, and I always kind of wanted to check out, and I finally uh, it, it came in on Netflix, and so I'm like, okay, let's sit down and watch this. And it is, uh, it was a show that originally ran on USA and it's called Stoots. Are you, are you, I'm sure Kidder, you have seen an ad for this show while fast forwarding through an episode of WWE Monday Night Raw. Many times. The, uh, the basic premise of it is it follows a character named Mike Ross, who his kind of like superpower is, is that he can, read things very quickly and once he reads it he understands it and therefore he knows it so basically anything that he reads he remembers it's kind of like it's not quite like photographic memory but it's along those lines and the idea is he's got a best friend who's been selling drugs and i'm not worried about spoilers this show is old and (laughs) and and such um and the he's got a grandma who is in assisted living and is about to be turned over to a different facility, a worse facility, unless he can make $25,000. So he, Mike agrees, okay, I will, I'll, I'll work for my friend. I will sell some drugs and that'll give me the money that I need to save grandma. However, as he's going to that, he realizes that it's a sting operation and uh, in escaping from the police who are, pursuing him because they realized that they were made. He runs in to a interview for a law firm and turns out that uh, Mike had actually passed the bar exam on a bet and uh, was technically a lawyer, even though he'd never attended law school. He ends up getting the job and it's kind of this interesting legal show of him at this high caliber law firm having that only hires Harvard law school graduates pretending that he is a Harvard law school graduate and working as an associate for uh, a senior partner lawyer, Harvey Specter. And it's kind of this interplay as Harvey knows Mike's past. Mike has to try and keep up with all of it. And there's a, some drama around Mike trying to balance his personal life and the law side. If you're going, Howard, you've read, you know, given this synopsis, where's the law? Where's the courtroom drama? Um, lacking. It's, it's uh, a little light on the courtroom drama aspect of it. It's a lot of like interpersonal stuff and a lot of cat and mouse stuff. And it's, I'm only like on episode four and I'm already kind of like, it's, it's not terrible, but there's just things about it that aren't great. Um, Just the, the, it gets a little tiresome, the, the cat and mouse game of it. The, you know, and the fact that a lot of like Mike is the only character that they have really shown who has depth and there's like a, a true character there. Everybody else is like they have 
taken then and just composed them down to like one or two traits and that's all their character is. So Harvey Specter, who's kind of the co-lead in this, he's, you know, arrogant and he lacks compassion. And that that's really all how he plays every scene, a complete lack of compassion and arrogance. And there's just nothing else to him. You know, there's, uh, there, there's nothing. There's no, you know, love interest. There's no anything. That that's it. I, I mean, I'm struggling even to come up with anything that would make him an interesting, well-rounded character. But there's nothing. Uh, you know, uh, the show is also famous because it was Meghan Markle's big break so um and she really boils down to the you know kind of um the girl who is just kind of mean and pushing everybody away because every guy who comes into the office hits on her so i'm smart and i'm independent and i'm and but everything else it is just there's nothing there there's a a, a storyline early where uh one of the guys who's constantly kind of threatening to to oust mike is uh, another partner at the firm named lewis who is in charge of the all of the associates so that includes mike and he keeps doing things to kind of pressure and i mean the guy's an ass that's really what it is. So one of the things is, oh, he, he tells Mike, hey, as the newest guy, you have to host dinner for all the associates because you're the rookie. And a couple of guys give Mike some grief about how, you know, he's trying to research a classy place to take everybody. And, oh, you know, he, he doesn't have enough money. He's going to take us to Denny's. <laughs> and apparently Meghan Markle's character, whose name I can't remember, because that forgettable oversees this and feels enough pity for him that she takes him out to a fancy place so that he can try it and take everybody there. And it kind of starts to develop a love interest, but it is so flat kidder. You just kind of like, wait, there's this, this is supposed to be a love interest. <sighs> so it's, uh, I don't know how much more I'll watch of it. We'll see, but I keep hoping that maybe it gets better because this thing ran for a couple of seasons. I, I like to believe that seasons. maybe they, they caught their story. It ran for eight years. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember the exact number. Uh, you know, so it, yeah, it, it had this nine long run. seasons. <laughs> there we go. Get it, get it with the fact check. Nine seasons. So nine seasons. I'm expecting it to be good. You know, there's something there. And right now, it's a bit like pulling teeth. And again, lacking a lot of the courtroom drama that I was hoping for. So we'll see if I stick with it, but I'll probably watch a bit more and, and see. Hope that it improves. But that's my, that's my new show that I'm watching. Maybe it's because she demands her policy. And she didn't get her. Pepsi. I knew you were going to make That's that. That's why the show suffers. You're welcome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. Well, Kidder, uh, I know we're, we're coming. What's weird? The sun's still up, and we're almost done with this show. <laughs> I don't yes. know what to do. Kidder's gonna like, like, be done, and like, go upstairs. And his wife's gonna look at him like, "You're done already?" And it's like, "Yeah." Want to go for a drink? I've had to endure some terrible stuff. <laughs> uh, Kidder. Uh, I, I, I got a package in the mail, and wasn't a pipe. Not the, no, no, but uh, here I'm gonna sit next to this thing. Oh. I don't know if you can see just how big this box is, but it is huge, <laughs> and uh, I I know what's in it. But I, I thought I might share with the uh, with the audience is kind of a crazy thing and might be example of just going a bit too far with something. So let me carefully use the knife to cut the packing tape because that's the one thing I didn't do before the show. Uh, this box comes to me from Cool Mini or Not. <laughs> oh, Jitter. Inside this box is, is what can be described as an expansion uh, for Cool Mini or Not's Marvel Zombies, the zombie side game. And let me just uh, say, that big box, here's the expansion. Here it is. Here's the expansion. And this is the Galactus the Devourer expansion. And uh, Kidder, you might be wondering why this box had to come in that giant monstrosity of a box. Kidder. Yeah. Let me introduce you to the big miniature of this. This is, and yes, this is a miniature. No, it's not. <laughs> not anymore. This ah, ah, is Galactus. <laughs> and you might be going, where's his arm and head? Uh, I took that one out. Let me see if I can grab one of those. This thing is huge, Kidder. It's like the majority of the box. Ah, there's a head. It comes with two heads and two arms, so that you can either have Galactus be a zombie or the, just the regular Galactus. I'll have to work on it, but oh. look at this thing. It's like a small child. To turn the camera just a wee bit. So here you go, Kidder. One miniature from this game. I may have jumped the shark on this one. <clears throat> That's what you get. <laughs> and uh, on this 
incredible bit of hobby craziness. Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. I uh, I think we better wrap this episode up and uh, do that with some cheap plugs <clears throat> because uh, Howard needs to be able to pay for this thing. <clears throat> well, I don't think this show is going to do it, but I'm done with my beer. So let's do that. <laughs> Beerbluesbs.com. You can help us out by buying us a beer. Just click buy us a beer. That's all you got to do. Buy us this simple beer. Maybe one, maybe three, maybe a whole round, maybe a suitcase of beer. We would appreciate that if you would just click the buy us a beer button at beerbluesbs.com and then type in your amount of choice. The more, the better because we appreciate it even more. Also, type a note, because you type us a note, and then we'll read it right here on the air. It's that easy and that simple at BeerBluesBS.com. Also, while you're there, you click the Merch button at the top of the page, and that'll bring you to our merch store, one of two merch stores. And that one, in fact, will bring you to the merch store that has all kinds of different things like pint glasses. You know, maybe like the Kidder's Perfect Old Fashioned pint glass, t-shirt, sweatshirt, different things. Or perhaps the Triple B version of the pint glass. This is the old Triple B straight up version right there. And uh, again, Mr. Boucher, big thanks to him for helping us with some of the old delicious alcohol selections at the various local liquor stores or maybe you want <clears throat> to say that you'll have some hops and grain with your water it's a triple b official glass as you can see beerbluesbs.com even my handsome face right there and the fedora to go along with it we have stickers Many different things. You can uh, put this on your car and support the Triple B in all of its glory anywhere and everywhere. I mean, look at that. It's a sticker. Beer Blues BS uh, logo right there. Uh, BeerBluesBS.com, the website to visit, support us, because all the proceeds come back to us here at the Triple B. Howard almost, well, he did fall over. <laughs> he, the sales on there and the pricing is just so unbelievably affordable. Howard fell over. We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, gym shirts, shower curtains, even shower mats, the pint glasses, stickers. There's so much stuff in the store that you just need to stop by and see it for yourself. It's beerbluesbs.com. I think Howard broke his chair because he still hasn't sat down yet. Uh, other than, uh, oh, yep, he he busted a leg, folks. The chair is down. One, two, three. Howard is the winner. It, it's not the leg. It's actually the, the back of it. So the, oh. the back of it snapped in half which then gave way to the the seat so the the seat rod is actually there split so unfortunately kidder unless you were recording in the multi-view um 
I, I literally took a tumble <laughs> backwards. So uh, I think that chair is yeah. You're lucky. Done. I didn't have that recording tonight, so your uh, your fumble will be forever forgotten. Uh, Howard is now uh, doing the rest of the show on his knees because I don't have another chair down here. That's the only way I end up in camera view. So, uh, well, let's be honest. I, I, too. The, the sad your thing is, is you're pleading for people to help us. <laughs> well, the 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 sad thing, and I'll, I'll let you get back to the closing the show out in cheap lugs, Kidder. Uh, this chair was actually a uh, the first. Christmas gift my wife ever gave me before we were married, back when we were dating. Um, it's my director's chair, and I've used it for years, and it's a little sad. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Today anyway, was the uh, continue with that continue with the cheap plugs. <laughs> So Howard needs a new chair. He's gonna the dice. He's gonna roll the dice. He's hoping that he doesn't get snake eyes. Help him! Help us! We gotta continue the show. Howard needs a new chair. It's the official Howard needs a new chair fund. So buy us a beer or sponsor the show at beerbluesbs.com. Help us out. We're also on Streamlabs with our store. On there, it is streamlabs.com slash beerbluesbs. It's another way that you can donate or get a classy shirt and help us support the show. Other than that, we would love for you to join us on all the social medias and also on uh, all of the platforms we are on. Those include Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, both the video version on regular YouTube, but then we also have YouTube podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. How about Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, iHeartRadio, Pandora? That's just to name a couple. How about Spotify? Yeah, we're there too. We're on all of them. And in fact, if you have any account with any of the audio services that are available just go to your search bar and type in beer blues and bs and then if you find us please subscribe it's free we'd love for you to follow us like us subscribe it share it help us continue growing the triple b family so i think that's about enough of the cheap plugs we have many more things to uh, discuss and many more things to cover in all of the future episodes. But for now, he's Howard Blues. He's on his knees, pleading, begging, praying that you help us here at the Triple B. We need a new chair. <laughs> and we and we need the money to continue the show for another month. So help us help Kid you by sharing. Kid Kidder, I, I know I had my, my mic on mute when that whole collapse happened uh lefty heard it all the way upstairs <clears throat> the crash or you're swearing I, I didn't swear but she heard the crash so oh yeah mm. so well you're not quite dead uh, yet 
So there's another day for that. No. No, I'll uh, I'll have to figure out a solution for next week. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out what Howard uses. <laughs> Howard's going all classic NDWF and getting the folding chair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the bright side, I, I did set that thing up behind me, so I get a feeling for just how tall that thing is. So anyway, uh, we better call it a night before I break something else. <laughs> It's true, and the next thing will probably be himself, and we don't want that to happen. So, he is Howard Blues. He is, uh, at this point, a little bit more than a feeling. I'm the man, the myth, legend, Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining me and Howard Blues this week and every week for this and every edition of the show. There's free beer tomorrow. Remember to keep your glass at least half full, and we will catch you on down that busted up wooden Tuscan Highway. Have a wonderful rest of your morning, day, night, week, month, whatever, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Pure Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Well, that was uh, an unexpected way to end that show. Glad you didn't bust the nut. Uh, no, no. If anything, my, my one foot got caught, and that hurts a little, but <laughs> I almost fell completely backwards and over it. It was a very loud snap, and then I just started tumbling backwards. <laughs> I, I saw you kind of fly back, but I thought you might have been just doing like the limbo or something. You're like, look at the thing I just put together over here. <laughs> One of those. No, I, I, I literally was reaching back, kind of to the box to to grab something out, and the next thing I know, it my chair snapped and I was falling on my on my backside. <laughs> so the keister got lefty's it. gonna pop. Yeah, lefty's gonna pop down here because she, as I said, she heard. She doesn't know about the. Uh, <laughs> About the crash quite yet. Oh, your chair broke. There she is. <laughs> Phil yeah. Swoops is going to show up. That's a lot of damage. You and I, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's right at the end as we were doing cheap plugs. I fell over backwards. And unfortunately, like Kidder didn't have the like the multicam view, so we don't have it on video. <laughs> Bummer. But.
Yeah, my chair's toast. It wasn't a cheap one. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So I'm going to need a new chair. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so. Do you want the one from up a level for now? Oh, we're done. Oh, we're done. <laughs> it happened during cheap plugs. So Kidder was literally going through the cheap plugs and I had it muted because I was pulling stuff out of the box and it just gave way. So all of a sudden Kidder just sees me nearly fall over. <laughs> I thought you were on a roller coaster. Something. Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of what it looked like, or at least felt like. So fun episode. Oh, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, I'm a Peter a little sore because I kind of caught myself where I fell too far. <laughs> so yeah. That's a it's a shame, but it's not even worth trying to repair. No. And the place that I bought it isn't here anymore. Well, it was fun, but... Um, how long have we been together? Well, I mean, that, this was like the first Christmas gift you ever gave me. I know, that's me. why I said how long have we been together. Uh, 2004. I'm really bad at math and I'm tired. 19 years? <laughs> yeah. It lasted 19 years almost. So. 18 and a half. Hey, and at least if it was going to die, it died on an episode of Beer Blues and BS. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, we got our money's worth of it out of it. Eighteen and a half years. Yeah. So, <sighs> you can put that in the outtakes or on one of the shorts. <laughs> you flailing? Well, we don't have it. Like it's oh. not on video because I, I, Kira was doing cheap plugs. I hit mute. I was pulling stuff out of the box, so I didn't want to make a bunch of noise when that happened. Oh, so it's not even on camera because you weren't talking. Correct. Gotcha. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So we have like no footage of it happening. We just have the aftermath where I was picking myself up, but I did the last little bit of the show on my knees because that's the only way I can. Wow. Well, I heard noise and I was like, what is that? Holy crap. The thunder from down under. That's what, what it is. What is that? <laughs> the correct answer is what is what? <laughs> what do you think? Kid? You just found out what was in the box. I thought you had a bean in the box. Nothing. Hey, There's hey, nothing hey, in the box. Hey, what are you hey, talking about? You saw it was it empty. Say, it was hey, just that. It was just that. The the board game. That's the only <laughs> thing that was in the box. I mean, it is black just the devourer, but you know. She works some overtime to pay for him. Holy! <laughs> comes with two pence. She works. I'm not working overtime to pay for him. <laughs> <laughs> How much is he? I forget. <laughs> yeah, right, you lying sacks. <laughs> you can be shit about buying stuff. I, I know she can't hear me, but you can hear me, and that's just oh, as good. Okay, we'll be baby. <laughs> All right, I'll be home shortly. Bye, Mark. Bye. And there, that'll be an excellent behind the curtain. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I should call it a night. Since yeah. I have to get up. <laughs> to yeah. I'm, so I'm glad you didn't die, but I mean, <laughs> you you were within um, 
arm's length. <laughs> Happy Freedom Day, everybody.